Manatee Memorial Hospital, providing advanced health care services in a caring and compassionate environment, presents Manatee Talk Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the American Cancer Society, one in eight women will develop breast cancer in her lifetime. Surgery may be the first line of attack against your breast cancer. However, decisions about the type of surgery you and your doctor determine may depend on many factors. My guest today is Dr. Jose Urbella. He's a board-certified general surgeon and a member of the medical staff at Manatee Memorial Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Urbella. So let's discuss after a woman is diagnosed and she's looking towards surgery. Speak about some of the different types of surgical procedures that might be available for a woman depending on her breast cancer. Yes, depending on the breast cancer, um, there are several options. The two big categories of surgery that's available include either a lumpectomy where we remove the cancer but save the rest of the breast versus removing the entire breast. That's called a mastectomy. And then with mastectomy, there are other options available. Depending on the cancer and the size of the tumor and the location of the tumor, we may be able to save all of the skin, including the nipple. That's called a a nipple-sparing mastectomy. If the cancer is involving the nipple, of course, we can't save that. Uh, We would do a traditional mastectomy, which includes removing the nipple. And these days, we have the technology and instruments to hide the scars say, along the underneath the the breast or along the armpit area or around the nipple. So we have some some other options uh, that we call scarless surgery or hidden scar technique for breast cancer surgery. So let's talk about the hidden scar because I think that women, when they ask you about this, Dr. Urbella, and, and it's not for vanity's sake, but some women, it's for their self-esteem and for their hope going forward as a way to beat their cancer and really talk, them in, in, talk themselves into these positive, you know, mental attitudes. So speak about this hidden scar. What do you tell them? Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's a, hopefully it's an option for them. Uh, let's say uh, a woman has a small cancer and we can remove it with a lumpectomy and save the breast. That's uh, breast-conserving surgery. The cool thing with the technology we have is we can actually hide the scar so it doesn't even look like she had surgery afterwards. We can hide the scar within the nipple. We can hide it underneath the breast, uh, similar to how women uh, get breast augmentation these days. Uh, If a woman uh, has breast augmentation for cosmetic reasons, the plastic surgeon will hide their scar somewhere so it doesn't look like they even had the surgery. So we can use those same techniques to treat the breast cancer. If you're doing reconstruction at the same time as the surgery to remove the lumpectomy or the mastectomy, then can that also be hidden scar? Yes. So women... uh, Let's say it's going to change the shape or size of the breast if we do a lumpectomy or if we have to remove the entire breast gland with a mastectomy. We can still hide the scars uh, either around the nipple or underneath the fold of the breast or even through the armpit area uh, so that afterwards when they're done with the reconstruction, they don't even see their scars. The simplest type of reconstruction would be a breast implant, but There are other types of reconstruction, too, that the plastic surgeon can do at the same time that I do the cancer surgery. So then how does a woman decide about all of these different types of surgery, and what do you tell them when you're helping them to make this decision? Well, we talk about the type of cancer and the stage of the cancer. 
Uh, a lot of other things come into play too, like their family history, or if they have a genetic component to the cancer, about 5 to 10% of breast cancers these days have some sort of genetic component. And, and so these things may put them at higher risk for breast cancer recurrence, which is the big concern. A lot of these cancers we find early, so I encourage them to do the treatments, and I say to them, hey, we found it early, you know, we're going we're gonna to cure you of this, we're going to get rid of the cancer, but we want to think about the future, you know, what can we do next to help prevent the cancer from coming back? And some women, uh, it might involve a hidden scar lumpectomy with radiation afterwards. And some women, their best option, especially if it's a genetic type cancer, would be to remove the breast. And some even opt to remove both breasts to reduce their chance of the cancer coming back. When they're looking at the difference between lumpectomy and mastectomy, women hear that word mastectomy and they get very nervous about it. What do you tell them about the differences between those? Yes. Well, a lot of women think of uh, how mastectomy used to be. You know, uh, the radical mastectomy that uh, surgeons did in the, uh, in the 1960s, 70s, and even 80s, where it'd be very disfiguring, very long recovery, uh, and it, quite frankly, caused a lot of pain, you know, aside from the physical appearance that looked terrible. Uh, these days, it's not like that at all. I mean, we can potentially uh, save the skin, uh, save the look of the breast with immediate reconstruction. Uh, so if, uh, if the stage of cancer requires removing the breast, I reassure them that, hey, we have the potential to, uh, to, uh, to at least save the shape and image of the breast with, very, uh, with, uh, with, with better outcomes than we used to see many years ago. Some women have the option of doing either a lumpectomy and a mastectomy, and that's a, that's a, bit, that's a bit tougher because uh, it comes to a real personal decision. Let's say they don't have a genetic component, they have a small cancer, but they still have the option to do a lumpectomy versus a mastectomy. I try and guide them, and I tell them, you know, what I would do if it was my sister or my mom, uh, and that's reassuring to them, you know, because I always recommend to folks with any surgery that I do, what I would do if, if they were my family member. And then based on that, we, we come up with a good treatment plan. Uh, what do you tell women if they ask you about if they do have a genetic component or if they found out that they have the BRCA gene and they're asking you, Dr. Urbella, about the prophylactic mastectomy? What do you tell them? Yeah, so that comes up a lot. I see uh, a lot of women uh, with, that face that challenge. And we talk about the prophylactic mastectomy. We can do it at the, at the same time that we treat their cancer. Or if they don't have a cancer, then we talk about the option. One option is to keep a close eye on them, but they'd have to have checkups like every six months with MRIs, with mammograms. I have a couple patients now who have not opted to have the prophylactic mastectomy, but we see them every six months. Then I have many women who go ahead and choose the prophylactic mastectomy, which I favor. It's the safest thing to do. Uh, if they're safe for surgery, if um, they have that genetic component, that, that's really strong family history, and we know one day they're going to end up with a cancer, then a prophylactic mastectomy is a great idea. We can use the hidden scar technique, and they look just like they did before surgery. We can save the, the breast skin, the nipple. We can do a nipple sparing. 
prophylactic mastectomy on both sides, and uh, it, it, they have a terrific, uh, a terrific result. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Urbella, what should women who've been diagnosed with breast cancer and are considering surgery think about when seeking care? Well, I, I, I think the, uh, once they get the, uh, the bad news, you know, it usually starts off with an abnormal mammogram or ultrasound, and then they'll have a needle biopsy. It's important to rally uh, the support. You know, the family, uh, go back to a mom or sister and see what the family history is because I think the family history is going to help, help us decide whether we should do a lumpectomy or mastectomy. Let's see if there's a genetic component, if we need to do any genetic testing. Uh, so it's important to really get a good family history. That's something that a lot of women come to me, and they don't really know because they haven't asked. So it's important to get the family history. And then it's important to get a couple opinions. You know, I tell all my cancer patients, hey, I'm giving you my opinion as if you were family. But, you know, maybe we want to talk to the oncologist. Maybe we want to, you know, speak to another surgeon. And let's get some good opinions because, you know, this is a very, very serious uh, decision that you're making, especially if you're thinking about doing a mastectomy or bilateral mastectomy. And you want to feel 100% confident that you're doing the right thing. So I recommend getting uh, another opinion from an oncologist. So I'll have them get opinions from the plastic surgeon. And then we rally the troops, and then I'll see them back. And, if, and once they feel comfortable, we'll, we'll move forward with the, uh, with the treatment plan. And why should they come to Manatee Memorial Hospital for their care? Oh, it's where I send my family. I mean, that's the easy answer. Uh, we have the state-of-the-art uh, equipment. I trained at the University of Miami. I went to medical school there, undergrad there. I went to the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor for surgery training and plastic surgery training. And then I went to the University of Florida for a more advanced surgery training. And in all the hospitals and universities I've been to, Manatee Memorial is, uh, I would say, the best. That's been the best for my family. You get hometown care, that hometown feel, where you feel like family and you don't feel like you're lost in a university setting. But at the same time, we have all the specialized uh, equipment and techniques that are offered in a, in a tertiary center like at the university. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's great information. You're listening to Manatee Talk Radio with Manatee Memorial Hospital. For more information, you can go to manateememorial.com. That's manateememorial.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Manatee Memorial Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.